this is ridiculous. <laughs> decadent. I've got my computer on and then I've got my Mac nope. by the side with literally five film titles open in it. And that's the only thing that's in it. Do you not for. remember those or copy type them somewhere on your PC? Yeah, lazy though, aren't I? <laughs> that you they're, are. They're, they're, they're there now, so that'll do. Right, let's do this then. Hello and welcome back to Marveling Marvel. We are here to talk about uh, well, this is Steve's topic. We talk, I don't know whether to let him do it. Steve, what are we doing this week? I'm trying try not to smile. Um, <laughs> You're allowed so to we're... smile, Steve. <laughs> Am I? Jesus, wow. <laughs> um, this is your one chance to yeah. smile. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, are... don't waste it. I'm trying not to. I'm trying not to. I'm using up all my smiling credits already. Um, <laughs> we are talking about Denzel Washington. Who, in my, my opinion, man, my man, which in my opinion is the greatest actor of all time. Um, all views of my own, of course. Which I've seen, so, I've seen so quite a lot when I voice my opinions because my opinions get me in a lot of trouble. Not like I give a I shit, but I don't think um, this one will, though. Nah, but in my opinion, Denzel is the greatest actor of all time. He's done some great films, he's done a couple of not so good films, but most of his catalogue for me are absolutely incredible. I'd say this was a really tough, tough top five to do. Mm-hmm. It was, like, yeah. There are so many good films. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm 100% with I was you. quite surprised how few of his films, well, not how few, but there's quite a few of his films I haven't seen. Yeah. Or certainly there's quite a few films I haven't seen for a long time. Yeah, so I think we mentioned, or I mentioned last week with Denzel, and I don't mean this to sound derogatory, but it will. He tends to make quite worthy films that are about like big, bold topics that you don't necessarily want to watch all the time. Mm. Mm. So they're the sort of ones, things like Philadelphia, etc. cetera. Um, and I was saying to Dan while Steve popped off to make a phone call, um, I think there's two very different ways you can go with this top five because there's Denzel performances and mm. then there's Denzel films. Mm. And my top five is very much down the films that I enjoy, not necessarily yeah. his best performances, if that makes sense. But obviously that will come up as we talk through things. But yeah, yes. absolutely amazing actor. I mean, he's no Keanu Reeves, but that's not. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm somewhere in in, in between. The, these these are my top five Denzel Washington films, but I'm also very aware that they're probably films that would be considered better films. Hmm. So my mind's a mixture of what you were saying, Terry. Like there's yeah. his performances and there's films. My top five are very much a mixture of both. If that makes sense. I'd probably say, yeah. look at my list. Three of them are probably performances, and two of them are probably just a film in general. Yeah. Um, whether the supporting cast, are, it might. I think one of them we'll get to it is the supporting cast is just as good as he is. But I think the overall mm. film is just a great film. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> well, let's get going, boys. Let's get going. Who wants to kick us off? It's got to be Steve, sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Cool. All right. Well, my number five. Now, this one was the, t- I think we said before, this is the one where it was this one, it was another one, it was this one, it was another one. But number five, I've gone for Philadelphia. Um, everyone, everyone who's everyone knows the film Philadelphia. I'd be surprised if you don't. This is one of those sort of ones where, again, this one's probably half and half because you've got Tom Hanks, who was incredible in the film. 
Like, did he win the Oscar? He yeah, did, didn't he? he did, yeah. Because that was the, the years we won back to back. Then he won Philadelphia, then he won Forest Club the year or, or vice versa. I can't which way it was around. But I think Denzel in this film as well. The fact that Denzel wasn't nominated for an Oscar for this is quite concerning. But because I thought this is one of those sort of films where, again, it was very much the supporting cast were great, but I also felt like Denzel shined in the fact that he believed in what he was trying to do, but at the same time, he almost didn't. Um, yeah. and, it, and he kind of developed as a character as the film went on. Um, and I still laugh when he turns up to the fancy dress and he's wearing the, the suit and he's got all the law, he comes up as a lawsuit and he's got all of the different things over his yeah. shirt. Top, but, top quality craftsmanship, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, it's one of those sort of films where I think you said Terry about I can't remember it was on a pod or in conversation but it was definitely all together you said that you don't know if you're emotionally ready to watch Philadelphia now mm. I don't I don't actually find this film necessarily that sad at the end but the film's been out <laughs> you got what you fucking deserved <laughs> <laughs> no 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 <laughs> <laughs> oh, you make that actually want prick sometimes <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just kind of like, it is sad but it's not one of those sort of films where you know, when you watch it like, it's not like the Green Mile where you start crying five minutes before the end because you know what's coming it's one of those sort of films where you know, I think even the Tom first Hanks time, again isn't it <laughs> yeah true yeah. yeah Tom Hanks the bastard um, yeah. but I just think yeah this, I think Denzel shone as well as well did Tom Hanks but I just genuinely enjoyed the film because I know when you read the trivia about it when you read about the film there was a lot of sort of stigma Considering the the topic of the film, and it never really been covered in films up until that no. point, um, and and I think that was one of those sort of films where as much as Denzel was great, Tom Hanks is great as well, and it was just it's not one of those sort of films I could watch all the time, but it's definitely one of those sort of once every six seven months type of film just because of the story behind it. And don't get me the ending is sad, but it's not one of those teary eyes for me personally. It's not one of those sort of teary eyed. I think it's sadder in the middle. Yeah. I think the end's kind of a happy ending because all the way through the film, you know he's going to die. Yeah. So that you get that happy ending and it's like during the film, like you say, where Denzel's character grows. Obviously at the start, he like shakes his hand and he's suddenly like, shit, should I have shaken his hand? Yeah, and he actually yeah. goes to his doctor. So you yeah. get that growth in that where the, the gay man approaches him in the pharmacy and he's stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So that's, for me, that's where like the emotion is. Mm. And like seeing seeing that stigma because it is so weird. Because I imagine watching that film when it came out, uh, probably a lot of people still thought that, and yeah. that was their mindset. So watching it now, twenty odd years later, where we know that HIV slash AIDS is a very treatable disease, mm. it's very it's quite difficult to catch unless you're doing things that you know you would catch it from. Mm. So it is quite it is weird when you're watching films like way down the line. But yeah, no, I think very good film. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's as you said, it's one of those ones where there was a lot of stigma about people with AIDS as well, oh. and and he portrays that pretty much perfectly. And as you say, he grows throughout the film before the whole thing is about him realizing that the person he's actually serving is is a human being, basically mm. with with feelings and in a, in a really bad situation that has been massively mistreated, um, mm. and. It, he, his character grows through that, and yeah, you're absolutely right. He deserved to get an Oscar nod for that as well. Mm. I'm amazed he didn't. I assumed he did. So. Yeah, no, he didn't. But yeah, let's take cool. it to the fucking academy now, prick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good choice. Yeah, uh, Terry. 
Um, I, I can go next. I don't mind. No, I can go now. I, I think I'm going to be quite controversial with mine here. Um, I'm expecting big eyes from Steve-O from this one. So this is one where I'd very much put it in. I think Denzel is great in it, but as a film, I don't know. It just doesn't grab me. Uh, it's training day. <laughs> well, that is quite controversial. <laughs> Look, it's oh, so all of my top five I've rewatched recently. Yeah, but since we talked about doing the pod, and this was one of the ones I was most looking forward <laughs> to. Yeah, and a hundred percent, he deserves his Oscar. He is fantastic in this film. Mm. But for me, I don't know. It just doesn't. I mean, I'm not a big Ethan Hawke fan. I have to admit. Oh, really? Um, and where mm. you were talking about Steve earlier about like. He is a great film, and he stands apart from this. But I don't think the supporting cast is there for this. Although rewatching it, it's great to see Tuco from Breaking Bad in it as a crazy, vi- as another crazy gangster. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It just didn't doesn't grab me. It's a great film. He is, I say, he is absolutely phenomenal because it's obviously a very undenzel like role. It's not the usual role for Denzel. He's a bit of a bit of a wrong and well, a bit of wrong. He's a fucking wrong and. Um, it changed yeah, it just, for him, uh, didn't it? Yeah, I mean, like as I say, yeah. I'm talking about it as bad. It is in my top five, but yeah, yeah. Well, each story, mate. <laughs> I'll, I'll get my coach. <laughs> <laughs> Training day might get mentioned later on, potentially as well. So you know, yeah, yeah. Um, I imagine that's 100%. why we're moving on quickly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is it is a great film, but but um. As you say, Denzel, that changed things. Like all of a sudden, he wasn't just like doing; he wasn't just considered the the guy you get in for worthy roles. That almost made him not an action hero, but like, I mean, all of a sudden, you you could get him in to do different something slightly differently. Mm. He wasn't always going to be the the worthy guy doing the right thing. He was he could also be the guy that you bring in to not necessarily be a bad guy, but have a dark a dark past a lot of the time as well. Yeah, I'm fairly sure if I remember rightly, it was written and directed by David Ayer, who's uh, he wrote it. I don't think um, he directed it. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, definitely involved. I know that much. Yeah, I love the films because I like the films so much. I refuse to watch the TV series that was. Did, is it? They made Bill a TV Paxton series. Did the TV. I didn't even yeah, know. Yeah, it didn't last. Series, yeah, yeah, it, it didn't last very long. Oh. No, it was anti. It was Anton Fuqua who directed it, if that's how you yeah, it. was yeah, written course, by David yeah. Ayer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 See, the other thing is I quite like Ethan Hawke. I think that Ethan Hawke might be, might have the best agent in the world because <laughs> Ethan Hawke disappears every now and then and then comes back in a film that no one thinks is going to do really well but always ends up doing really well. So, like, whether it's, like, Training Day or The Purge or... What's the vampire? Sinister. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He always comes back in these films that you don't see necessarily. You come, kind of come from nowhere to do really well. So, yeah. Is that the reverse of John Travolta? John Travolta just always in shit films. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Ethan Hawke's not in a lot of films, but they tend to be good. Exactly. He, he just always does say, I think he's just got a really good agent. Mm-hmm. Or just picks really good films. Okay. So, my number five is. Crimson Tide. Um, I th- this is more harking back to me growing up watching military films and really enjoying them. So, so like um, Hunt for Red October is obviously brilliant, but Crimson Tide. I seem to remember 
I think I, as a kid, I preferred it. And I did watch this recently and it is a good film. It's on Disney Plus. It is on Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll happily watch Gene Hackman in anything as well. Um, and Denzel Washington, this is like archetypical Denzel Washington in the kind of, he's got to go against a greater power, but he is in the right in this, in terms of just leading yeah. a mutiny on a submarine, a nuclear submarine. It is really, really good. I really like this film. You can imagine this almost being like a two-man play or something, can't you? Yeah. Just the two of them facing off. And in terms of supporting cast as well, James Gandolfini, Viggo Mortensen. Viggo. Yeah. That's crazy. You're absolutely right. Like, you could imagine this just being between the two of them and, like, these two, like, quite uh larger than life forces kind of going up against each other and then the fact that Denzel Washington has to go against the guy that he actually kind of respects is always is always going to be fun to watch uh, really really good film so yeah that was my number five anyway also I don't I've know seen if... Crimson Tide and Ages great yeah. as, as previously mentioned it's on Disney Plus so. yeah but it, yeah. is it the first film I can't I'm just trying to look but obviously he had a long term partnership with like Tony Scott they yeah. made a lot of films together yeah. which I'm sure they'll come up for people again, but they seem to have a really good working ratio. And again, he does the roles that you wouldn't necessarily expect, certainly yeah. later on with Tony Scott, but Tony Scott is a great film, or was a great filmmaker, yeah. God rest his soul. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, that was Crimson Tide is a great film. Yeah. So tense, so tense. Oh my God. And that's like, that's, it's amazing we haven't had more submarine films since then, like someone hasn't revisited the idea. Have you not seen Down Periscope? <laughs> no, I gave, I missed that one. Apparently, yeah, uh, Battleship. I suppose that had a submarine in it, didn't oh, it? Oh God, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but um, there, there is such an opportunity to do tension really well in submarine films because you can't go anywhere. Like it's people that are trapped in this one area, uh, and they've been living together for however long they've been underwater, and it's such a good opportunity. And that works so well in in this with the two people in the room together, and then in Hunt for Red October, where they're obviously in two different submarines. But yeah, really, really good. Trying to guess what everyone's going to do. Hunt for Red October is a fucking great film as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Sean Connery doing an, an, an impeccable Russian accent as always. So you know, <laughs> so, yeah. another submarine film called K nineteen: The Widowmaker. Yeah, that was quite good. Where Harrison quite Ford plays a Russian. Yep. Once again. I've never seen Another that. solid accent there as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, Steve, you're number four. Okay, my number four. So this one is now more of a, again, not the performance based, more of a, the cast around as well. So my number four is American Gangster. Oh, good choice. Um, like, um, I'm a really massive fan of like true story films. So films that are kind of based on, um, I mean, you say true stories. I mean, as, as it's a film, you know, a lot of it's, you know, picked up for Hollywood. and they It tends to be so those two people really... existed. That's the true story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, um, like uh, well, I think as good as Denzel is in this film, Russell Crowe is equally just as good. Um, I think they're a really good, uh, good sort of combo talent. I just generally enjoy the film. I think, Denzel, again, you know, Denzel... Like I said, as we've all said, majority plays heroes. Mm. He's, he's technically the villain in this film, but it's almost like mm. not a villain, but the bad guy. But you can't help but just sort of love his character. You, know, you love, you know, he's one of those. So remember, I was saying about Jimmy Conway when he's in the last probably he walks to Jimmy and kind of looks up. That's kind of like when you see that film where he brings his family down and 
his brother's just idolising his nephew is supposed to be a pro baseball player but then wants to get into the family business and it's just like how he's almost demanded that respect but he's already got it because people already fear him anyway yeah. and that's obviously it's got, it's got Idris Elba in it as well I thought he was a great kind of like supporting bit in that as well and that was kind of like uh, the scene where he kind of walks out and he sees Idris Elba's character and he pulls a gun and goes can you shoot me and you think first time watching he's not going to shoot him bam shoots him just goes back yeah. and sits in the couch you kind of think that's the moment where like alright he was originally the runner for Bumpy, um, the, the guy he was running for. Now Frank is um, the, the sort of he's a top top guy, and obviously he's got a Cuba Gooding Jr. I thought he was quite a good, um, a good sort of extra twelve, I suppose. If you want to say extra, but you know what I mean, but supporting role. And this is one of those sort of films. Great film, great story, and it's more about the cast as well, not mm-hmm. necessarily Denzel. So even though he does steal the show. Um, I think I just, I just genuinely I think that is one of those sort of films where I could probably watch every sort of six to eight weeks and probably never get bored of watching it. I'll, I would watch Chiwetel Age of Four in pretty much yeah. everything as well. He's mm-hmm. great in it as well. Yeah. He's yeah, the sort he's of knobhead brother, isn't he? Yeah. 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 Ridley Scott as well. It's, yeah. And any film where you get to see Denzel in a great big fur coat <laughs> acting like a and it's got Josh Brolin in it as yeah, well. Yeah, Josh it's got Brody. a great cast. Absolutely great cast. Mm. Definitely. And this I'll, is yeah. random bit of trivia for this film. It was in production hell so long. Denzel Washington was signed up to it, and then they cut it because they couldn't do it. And then they brought it back again, and he signed on. He got paid twice. Really? <laughs> his previous contract said he got paid whether they made it or not. Yeah. And then when they brought it back again, he's like, "Okay, yeah, I want to do it again, but you haven't paid me for this one. You paid me for the last one. <laughs> paid me for the one that, yeah, yeah exactly. Oh, I like that. Fair play." <laughs> Yeah, no, I like this film a lot. Yeah, it is just nice to see him, like, not necessarily chewing the scenery, but getting to be, like you say, that bit where he does just caps the guy in the middle of the street in front of everyone, just like, Mm. I don't fucking care. That's because he's, like I said, although he's the bad guy, the way they make the film, you see why he's doing it, almost like he's doing it for a good reason. He's trying to be a good Mm. bad guy. He's not just... Like he doesn't kill everyone. He kills Idris because he needs to make an example out of him to show him that he's the boss. But yeah, yeah, like the whole, yeah. like you say, the cat and mouse between him and Russell Crowe. Mm. Very, very good film. It's my number four as so, well, by the way. Yeah, I, I watched an interview with the the guy, Hummer's character, Russell Crowe's character, the, the cop in real life, said he hated the film. And it's on the trivia. Yes, it was Roberts because he said it made. Frank seemed too noble, but in fact, in real life, he was actually quite an answer. Yeah. As if the film made him, but it's done so. He's always going to bring a bit of decorum to the role, isn't he? He's always going to be, yeah. you know. He's, and the wire changed everything in terms of like of how how you portray like villains in films that aren't necessarily yeah. villains; they're just misunderstood. Um, mm. the, the the idea that that everyone is a shade of grey rather than this this uniquely like black and white situation, so. Yeah, I mean, exactly. the dirtiest villain in it's Josh Brolin's character, and he is that 100%. bent cop. He's yeah. an absolute dickhead throughout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> Good choices. Yeah, I like this. Didn't make my top five though, which I'm, I'm beginning to regret. But uh, my number four was Philadelphia. When we discussed it before, it's it's a really really good film. I didn't get around to rewatching it, but because for reasons Terry's already discussed. It's one of those ones that I can't even watch the fucking Bruce Springsteen video. So like, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to get through the whole of this film. So um, without, without, by the end of the Springsteen video, I'm crying. So I'm like, yeah, there's no way I can watch this again. But 
but I, I love, I've seen it a few times and I really, really like this film. And, and Denzel Washington is one of the main reasons this, this film is brilliant because he does grow as a character. He grows into being someone that, that gets to see a situation from a different angle. And then all of a sudden it changes his perspective entirely. I love it. Yeah. Uh, number three, Steve. Uh, my number three is Man on Fire. My number three is Man on Fire. Oh my God, you feel so <laughs> similar. Well, do you know what? Last week you two trumped my fucking list. I'm trumping your <laughs> list this time, Terry. <laughs> you know, um, Man on Fire is just... It's almost peak Denzel. Like, if you, I've spoken to so many people over the years who like <laughs> Denzel films. Like my friend Jay used to work with my last job and cover people and you sort of say Denzel one of the first films they always talk about is Man on Fire um, so it was kind of almost like for me personally it was almost like the start of that four or five year mm. film where he kind of played that character of I'm a tough bastard I've, I've got all these secrets I've got stories mm. that no one knows about I've got I've got a past but I'm going to be mysterious about it you probably know other films I'm talking about like The Equalizer and stuff like that but it's almost like one of those sort of films where you've got a guy who comes on, you know, close protection, looking after the daughter and the family, but then builds that relationship with the girl and almost sac- well, he sacrificed himself to make sure that she gets home safe. If they show you that the start of the film, we didn't give a shit about her. It was more, I'm here to do a job, that's it. And then they build that bond and he's just so, just so badass in that film. That's probably the best way to describe it. All the, all the stunts, all the scenes and he's just... And again, another one where his, his character just changes from how he's to the start, how he's to the end. It's just that it's one of those sort of films where when I'm late at night and I'm flicking through the movie channels in bed and I see Man on Fire, I don't care if it's 10 minutes into the film or 20 minutes into the film, I'm watching that to it end. That's the sort, sort yeah. of film it is for me. And, and it's just such a, uh, you know, it's just an amazing film. And it's one of those sort of films I think when I spoke to people, like I said, Man on Fire is the first film that most people think of when it comes to Denzel. No one, from my experience, no one like. likes perfect action heroes, do they? And and like no. he, he's not really an action hero in this, but the idea that he's obviously uh, got substance problems. I can't really, I can't remember. Yeah, is is he's, uh, he's a drunk? A drunk, isn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's also the, the fact as well he's not like invincible. Yeah, like he gets shot, he gets beaten up, he gets hurt. It's not like John Wick where he just sort of brushes people off. Yeah. He's a very real sort of badass because it is just like, it's not, oh, I'm so good. You can't even lay a finger on me. It's like, I'm so fucking tough. You're going to shoot me, but I'm still going to fucking come for you because the, the recurring sort of imagery of him swimming in the bar, not in the bar, sorry, swimming in the pool that mm. she swam in. And every time there's just more and more blood in the pool, which I think is just, and again, this is another Tony Scott film, which I think, yeah. Again, they're working well, but for me, the best bit is when he's got the guy and he's got his hands taped to the steering wheel, mm. and he's just like, "You're going to tell yeah. me," and he just starts cutting his fucking fingers off and using the cigarette lighter to stem <laughs> the wound so he doesn't bleed to death. And yeah. It's just like that's because that's the first guy that he gets. You're just like fucking hell. Like, mm. He is he is a man on fire. He does not give a fuck because yeah. obviously it's it's in Mexico, so it's not like the cops are really after him because the cops are as bent as everyone else. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then obviously. Bomb up, bum. You can't really top that. No, no, exactly. <laughs> um, it for me, it's like Leon meets Taken. Like it's it's somewhere in between yeah. two yeah. and it just works really, really it's well. It's a, a great storyline because it got copied completely for the Transporter Two. It really did, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. It is literally a remake with Jason <laughs> Statham. 
I've never thought about that before, actually, to be fair. It's a good shot. Yeah, didn't you? Oh, yeah, no, no, same. Well, if you guys have both had your number three, my number three is Malcolm X. So, which is, you know, one yeah. of his more worthy films, I'm guessing, depending on how you, you look at it. But yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah. it is. Um, you look at any listing, and this is probably the one that's number one on a lot of people's uh, list of films. And it is an amazing film with Denzel Washington putting in an amazing performance as well. Just just genuinely uh, brilliant film with an amazing cast, with Spike Lee being the one person that could probably direct this film in the 90s as well and, and doing an amazing job. I, I think this film is, is absolutely brilliant. I think Denzel Washington was an incredible performance. And this is what I'm talking about. There, there are films that I enjoy. There's more of them coming up. And there's films that I think I've watched and thought, that is just an amazing film. And that's Denzel Washington being amazing in the film. Um, in, in, in a, once again, it's, it's in another autobiographical kind of format as well, isn't it? With this one as well. So, um, I'd imagine this is something of, a of, uh, one of those performances you, you just have to say yes to if it comes up as well. So, and he just nails it, knocks it out of the park. And I think this is the film that kind of cements Denzel as like, you can get him to do a lot of different things, but he is going to be an amazing actor in pretty much everything he's going to do. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's one of those sort of films where, again, you said about that quite controversial at the time of release. Um, And um, it was probably the right time for that kind of film to come out because it never was going on around that time. Yeah, Yeah, again, that's one of those sort of films. I'm not putting on scene for a couple of years, but yeah, Denzel is fine or something. Great character. Not character, I suppose, but great way he did it and stuff. Yeah, really good film. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Uh, your number two then, Steve. Right, so my number two is probably, it's, not, it's a film that, not, fun enough, not many people have heard of. Um, it is John Q. Now, if you, if you said to anyone, have you seen John Q? No one would, well, not many people would know this mm. film. So I'm assuming you two have heard of the film yeah. or you, I'm assuming you've seen, seen it, it yeah. or something like that. Uh, Terry, have you seen it? No, I have not. No, so do you mind if I talk about it a little bit? I don't want to spoil it for you. Uh, yeah, go for it, mate. La 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 la. I mean, to be fair, Terry, you've had. I'm just looking at when it came out. Just yeah, I've nine, had a long time. 19 years to watch it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you've had long enough. Um, yeah, so it's just basically about Denzel, you know, working class dad, you know, married with a kid. His son collapses, gets rushed into hospital, and finds out that the son's treatment is not covered. Uh, no, I think I have seen this. Treatment. I just didn't realise that, yeah. that you said that. Yeah, and it t- literally uh, he takes the whole um, hospital, well, the department hostage until he kind of gets what he wants. Um, and it's one of those sort of films where, when you actually kind of watch it, and it sounds really strange. He looks younger in that film than he did in Training yeah. Day, even though it came out after Training Day. Like when I first watched it, I assumed it was like a mid nineties film or something like that. Um, but it wasn't, it came out, was it 2002, did you say, mm-hmm. that you checked up? Yeah, yeah, 2002. Um, and it's a very, uh, it's a very heartwarming film, but very, at the same time, very much kind of like, another one where he's obviously supposed to be, not the bad guy in the film, but the, the, the wrong one. Yeah. But you, you can't help but feel sorry for him and kind of feel like, what would I do in that situation? That was me and Austin, what would I do in that situation? Fair enough, we've got the NHS, God bless, so fantastic, but, you know, would you, if you're a parent, would you do the exact same thing in that situation? You probably would, but maybe not to that extreme. Um, but it's just, it's, 
one of those sort of films you just go for the emotions with, you know, it shows how versatile Denzel is as an actor and, you know, it's, it's just, oh, I just love it. I, I, I didn't watch it for, I watched it a couple of months ago when we may have done this sooner, but I haven't watched it again since we announced we were doing it. But it's one of those sort of films that I, I just know and, again, I can easily watch it quite often. It's just such a, you know, heartwarming kind of like, almost relatable film to some of them ever held him on hostage or anything like that. But you kind of feel like, Good for him for doing what he did. Um, and yeah, it's just, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. Absolutely, that's why it's number two. I absolutely love it. It is, it is good. There's once again, it's um, like just shines a light on how messed up the American Health Service actually is, isn't the American Health mm. System actually is, which is really, really good in this as well. And um, obviously, I think similar similarities to dog day afternoon obviously very different subject matters as to why he's doing what he's doing or any kind of hostage situation i suppose but it's it is it is really really good um hmm. uh, and um yeah i watched it ages ago i haven't watched it recently but it but i remember being because it came out amongst like deja vu and films like that as well didn't it which might not necessarily be considered his his final finest work <clears throat> but it is surprisingly like deep considering the, the era that it kind of came out in really really good yeah very very good film yeah. terry number two so my number two might be surprising to a few people um two guns no i'm joking i was about to say magnificent <laughs> seven yeah <laughs> but it's a film it's one of those films that it's possibly my most watched denzel film mm. And it's one that when we started talking about the top five, I was like, oh, that might be in there. But then I rewatched it and I was like, no, actually, this is mm. bang in the top five and it is up there. And it's the film Unstoppable. Ah. Which, it's very high concept. Yeah. For those who haven't seen it, there's a train that is running with no one on it and no brakes. Yeah. And it's based on a true story as well. I, didn't, I hadn't clocked that until watching it this time. Um, and Denzel plays like a, it's a sort of, almost like a quintessential Denzel role. I think when you think about it, he's like the everyman. He's, he's been doing the job for 30 years. He's getting laid off with half mm. benefits, but he still gives his all. He still cares. And he's, I think him and Chris Pine have quite good chemistry as a sort of double act, especially towards the end where they sort of become friends. So because at the start, there's a lot of antagonism, but basically they're on a different train. This train's going mental and it's got some chemical in it that's going to explode mm. and kill the world. And they take it off their own back to try and catch it. And it's, you've got sort of them on the train, then you've got Rosaria Dawson in the thing. And it's just so simple, but it's just so well executed as a film and as the role. Because it is, watching it again, like I said, I've watched it, I don't know how many times watching it, I was still really tense watching it. Like when there's bits happening, like when they're climbing over the top and when they're trying to do this and do that. And Denzel is just... He's just got that, like I said, that everyman vibe. And it just mm. really comes across in this role with the sort of, because there's like a bit where he's like, how many cars are we meant to have on this train? 21. We've got more. How do you know? Because the distance between this side and that side is 21 cars. And we've got our thing goes past that. Like, we need to put into this side and we ain't going to fit. Why? Because it's 4,123 yards and he just knows it all. And yeah. it's just, but he's not like a dickhead about it. He is just like, I know. Yeah. And it just, as I say, it, it's only about 90 minutes long as well. It just, it whips along. It keeps you, again, another film where I think if I was channel hopping and it was like, oh, it's unstoppable, I would just sit there and watch it. 
because mm. it's it i mean it is essentially <clears throat> speed on a train um <laughs> minus the fact yeah. of it can't slow down they can't slow down this is that like, they physically can't slow it down but yeah i just really really like it it's tony scott again i think potentially tony scott's last film but it's just it's just the tension you keep up and I say despite how you watch it for like the fifth or sixth time it's still really tense it's still really well executed yes it is Tony Scott's last film so hmm. yeah I, I just love it for choice hmm. yeah Daniel uh, remember the Titans <laughs> like it had to be it had to, it had to be near the top of the list for me it is. I knew that was going to be in the top five. If we were going to do like top five sports films, it would probably be up there at number two again, if I'm honest with you. Mm. It is so good. It is, um, I mean, it's, it's about more than sport. Obviously, this came straight off the back of The Hurricane, which is another sports film that's about more than sport as well. But um, it's, yeah. it's uh, Denzel Washington being put in a situation, or Denzel Washington's character being put in a situation which is essentially a no-win situation where um, he has to deal with horrendous racism like on uh, for the him and his team um and kind of does that thing that sport is meant to be good at but sport is actually really really bad at which is that 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 it doesn't really matter who is on your team it doesn't really matter where they come from doesn't really matter who they are or what they look like as long as you come together and you are a team which is great in terms of actual sport but then you know fans get involved and this kind of highlights that that's as well. it as yeah. a team, it works, but yeah. it's the fans that just are absolutely yeah. end. And sport, that's in this film and in the real yeah. world. Exactly. And sport is something that is still stuck and stuck in the 70s in, in my eyes in terms of just like homophobia and racism and, and just general bigoted views. Like, good Lord, that fans in, in all sports need to get over themselves at some point and realise that there is going to be gay sports stars out there. And, you know, they're probably playing for the team that you support and it's okay, and it makes no difference because they're still the same person. Anyway, getting off topic about my general rant about sports, which which I do love. Um, this is this is uh, this kind of like highlights the, this idea that uh, there were, it was a mandate to in, in integrate, and um, not everyone was on board. But this one coach has got to do the, the what feels like the impossible and get everyone together and manage to do it with his team. But then getting fans to actually do it is a, is a completely different manner. I love this film. But yeah. Yeah, super. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, and it's, you'll cry at times. Um, it's it just in general, uh, sports films kind of do it for me as well. Um, so I'll, I'll sit and watch any sports film and punch the air when I need to punch the air and cry when I need to cry. And that's the, this, this does that, but also with probably, a little bit more emotional weight than than most of the sports films that I'm I'm into, like Friday Night Lights. Oh, Friday Night Lights has got the whole racism thing going on in the background as well. But this is um, this, this this is in the front front row basically of that. So yeah, yeah, that's my number two. Did did, did I go before Terry? No, I was unstoppable. That was it. Yeah, that's all right. I was I was just completely forgetting. Good lord, sorry. Uh, number one, one then, Steve. Yeah. Drum roll. I think we. I mean, I think it, we all know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's Denzel's fifth best film. <laughs> Trick. <laughs> uh, yeah. So my number one Denzel is Training Day. Uh, I've loved this film for 
well, for so long, I'm not going to lie. I think you guys know, I think I gave it away last week when we did the, the actors kind of born to play roles mm. um, thing that, for me, training day, again, all views my own, of course, but to me, it's, it's a near perfect film, in my opinion. And obviously, there's certain things, yeah, I mean, I do agree too, what you said a little while ago about some of the casting, you know, um, some some support in a little cameo roles, yeah, they're not, Dr. Dre's in it as well, and they Snoop Dogg's in it. But I think the Snoop camera I really like. I think it kind of, you know, it kind of sort of starts when you really start to see how corrupt mm. Denzel is. If there's stuff, one you know, thing you know, that Snoop Dogg can get away with, it pretending to be a druggie. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but I'd, I'd, I'd love Denzel in this film, and I think uh, I, I've said this to many people, that scene near the end when Ethan Hawke turns up at his house and then they fight in the street and everyone comes out and he does that whole, you know, King Kong's got shit on me and that kind of talks about how he's going to send them all to prison. That scene in itself, which is only about, well, three, four minutes long, that to me, that is where Denzel won his Oscar. Mm. It was that scene itself where, you know, you've kind of got the guy who literally thinks he's the big dick in this sort of neighbourhood. In fact, they, they kind of highlight about the film, how much they hate him anyway. And he literally just, it was just like, I, I watched, I, I tend to often maybe once or twice a week Google that scene and just watch it on YouTube because that's how much I love that. I mean, the whole film's great in itself, but that one scene <clears> is just incredible. And I love, it's, it's going to come across as really, really crude, but at the start when he tells, I was even Hawks tell him a story and he says, and it talks about this uh, woman he used to work with. He asked her, she's got a liquor license. And he's like, what? And he goes, a liquor license. Well, she had died. That cracks me up every single time. To the point where I'm like, every time I hear I think, I'm going to use that. I'm definitely going to use that. Never use it. I forget about it. But it's just, um, for me, it's a near perfect film. And I love, you know, in fact, it's what Denzel makes it even better. And I, I watch that film once a month. That's probably not even exaggerating. I literally watch it once a month. And, my family, my dad and my sisters watched it for the first time. Whereas I've got, it's been put on hold, obviously, given what's happened in the last year and a half. But normally I've got a movie night once a month where I recommend a film that I love and pretty much force it on them. Um, and that was our last one. And they loved it. Um, and it's just, and the funny thing is, not many people know, it's actually based off a true story as well. Um, and uh, in real life, the Denzel's character didn't die. He went to prison and whatever, but I think it's one of those sort of films where you almost, I don't say this often, but to see Denzel die at the end, it's almost kind of like, you kind of accept it because how much of an arsehole he is throughout the film. But again, you're just drawn to his performance, you're drawn to him, and it's my favourite Denzel film. It's number two of my all-time favourite films, and I fucking love it. That's uh, the best way to recap it. Sorry to rant a bit. I think it's still surprising watching it back that he does die. You're not mm. expecting him, especially when he survives that bit you talk about where he's yeah. surrounded at the car. You think they're going to mm. cap him. So when he survives that, you think, oh, it's going to be one of those depressing films where the system's so corrupt, he's still going to carry on. And then he just gets absolutely fucking whooped, doesn't he? Yeah, I think he said, didn't he? Well, um, I, read, I haven't read an idea of something in an interview. He said that he ha- when, he, when they saw the script, he said, why don't I die at the end? Then he asked the director to change it so he dies at the end. Because he feels like it was that much of an arsehole that he had to get his comeuppance and... Mm. Um, but yeah, oh, fucking, I want to watch it. I want to watch it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Terry. Uh, so my number two has been mentioned previously, but it it went around. It's uh, remember the Titans. 
watching it again yes was it yesterday or the day before i just forgot i forget how good it is everything you said about it dan it Mm. i always get something in my eye during the and it's not even like it's just the end yeah there's just bits because it is the way they treat and it's just again like we've talked about just like the how commonplace shit was yeah the way they just sort of really sort of but just between each other go well yeah you're you're just different aren't you yeah well you're yeah like when you've got to go and get to know your friend do you even know who your dad is does he have a job i just like just little things like that but then it's just so like heartwarming and stuff like um i love the bit where um ryan gosling's character and the sort of the preachy singy one like have their get together Mm. and he's playing him country music and the guy is just literally like does the term cruel and unusual punishment mean anything to you? He's been <laughs> in these horrible country zones. But, and obviously, um, Earl's brother is the mm. sort of linchpin of bringing everyone together. It's just, because again, it's that thing of, like you said, they go away to that two-week camp. By the time they mm. come back, they're not seeing each other as black and white. They're seeing yeah. each other as, you're my defensive partner. Yeah, yeah. And then it's hitting back into the family thing where it's just like, like um, the the main defensive guy and the captain's mum is just like, no, you're not going out with him. Yeah. And her, and the girlfriend's like, oh, no, I don't think so. And then sort of almost got like the first half of the film is them winning each other over. And then the second half of the film is them winning the town over. And I always forget that it's fucking Avon Barksdale as like the lead black dude who's like really sweet. Yeah. And it's just the bit that always really gets me, which is at the end, it's just where it cuts to the funeral and, he's holding he's holding in the mum's hand and she's yeah. holding his hand and it is just like the it like they became a family yeah they were best friends and it is just it's just such a good film and like you said dan any sports film gets me was yeah. that's tear in your eye there steve rubbing your <laughs> <No>. eyes. <laughs> like any sports film yeah. just gets me <clears throat> or a sports documentary and yeah, like you say, add in the extra layer of the horrendous racism. Mm. I mean, I mean, I didn't even really mention Denzel in any of that, but like yeah. the stuff he does. And it's like there's the bits between him and um, I can't remember the white dude coach, the main coach. Oh, God, it's, it's the guy who's in everything. Yeah, literally. I can't everything. remember his name. Yeah. Um, but he's saying, like, do you have to make a big deal out of it? Like, can we not just move on? And he's like, no, I can't move on. Like, yeah. if I move on, they fucking win. It's like, yeah maybe you like you got a taste of what my daughters go through every fucking day like mm. i can't just let it go i have to and it is like because i think there's probably lots of people that just think oh, if you just move on it'll be all right but this film tries to show that no you can't do that you have to stand it's you still hear it. it it's not yeah it's not a choice you yeah. have to stand up for it you have to be vocal and obviously we're seeing a lot of that in soccer as yeah. the people in this film would call it at the moment yeah. with obviously black lives matter yeah. And obviously the England football team at this yeah. World Cup, the fucking ridiculousness that Rashford, Sancho and Bakara Saka have got yeah. abuse because they miss penalties. And it's just like they're happy for them to be in the team until they fuck up. Yeah. And it's just... Until they fuck up yeah. or do something they don't necessarily agree with. So like the fact that they're, exactly. they're, they're quite happy to watch them play a sport, but they're not happy to, to, for them to do something that, that they believe in, like using their platform to do some good. Yeah. Just like it's, if you don't agree with the media it, as well, though, in this yeah. country, all the shit that Marcus Rashford's been getting in the press for, all, yeah. like, oh, his personal wealth's gone up while he's doing all this charity stuff. Yeah, because he's a nice guy, so people want to be associated with him. Yeah, and also, but like, he, he, he all these money. billionaires who do fuck all. Yeah, exactly. That happen yeah. to be old white men. 
Yeah. But again, we digress. But, you know, this film, I don't watch it as often as I can because I don't like crying. (laughs) (laughs) And this film always gets me. I will will 100% cry at pretty much every decent sports film. Like, there will always be a moment in it. It money money ball even the bit when they're going for the streak and the bit yeah. when he decides just, to turn up to the stadium i'm just like oh my god i'm gonna yeah there's just something about <laughs> sport because yeah. the thing is like so many sports films are just like so unbelievable but they are true yeah like, some of them and i know like reading up on the trivia on this a lot of the stuff in this film didn't happen in the order it did like the guy didn't get crippled before the end of yeah. the season he got crippled after of the seasons he did play in that last game yeah and they won the last they won the championship game to nil as well there was no ifs or buts they fucking trashed them yeah um but yeah is because um if you've seen the document i'm going off topic again but i i have to bang on about this documentary yeah. every chance i get the documentary um oh, what's it called um next goal wins i haven't no which is it's being made into a film by taika Waititi. But it is about the Samoan. Is it Samoan? I just need to check what country it is. But it's a football team, and they were widely American Samoa, sorry, and they're widely considered to be the worst football team ever. And they basically put out an advert like, "We want a coach," mm. and this FIFA registered Dutch coach comes in, and the documentary is just following him. And it's just because, like, literally, it's not even like, "Oh yeah, they go on and win the World Cup." Mm. Like one of the big emotional bits is they score a fucking goal. And everyone just loses their shit that they've scored a goal. And it, honestly, it. it destroys me and I yeah. ball my eyes out. I'm not sure what the film's going to be like. So I imagine with it being Taika, he's going to throw a lot of comedy into it. Yeah. Um, oh, it's got Army Hammer in it as well. Maybe they'll get pushed back. Um, yeah, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and then he eats a guy. Like... <laughs> it's got Michael Fassbender as the coach. So that could be... But, but like in um, obviously it'll be in the film as well. But um, one of the players is like transsexual. Yeah. So he like lives as a woman, but he plays as their defender. So obviously he gets a lot of abuse about that. But it's just yeah. If you haven't watched the documentary, it's amazing. And yeah, the film should be very interesting. But it's just oh, sports, man. Sports. We should we should definitely do a sports film top five. Mm. And just call it the Cryathon. Yeah. Good lord, yeah, because 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 I think you could even do sports film top five, and I think you could do sports documentary top five as well, mm-hmm. completely separate. For me, like yeah. I'd have to put the the thirty for thirty nineteen eighty five Chicago Bears. Like I I cry at sports films. I ugly cry at that. Like literally, <laughs> just like tears streaming. The bit when they 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 um. There's a there's a bit and this is off topic. Sorry, the, the, but the they wrote a letter to save the defensive coordinator's job, saying he's going to do the job. You just need to let him do it, and then they go on to win the Super Bowl. Anyway, just before he died, he wrote a letter back to all the players, and on the documentary they read the letter. And I'm just oh like, god, thinking about I've not heard the letter, but <laughs> yeah. thinking about that. Yeah, and because the, the, the 1985 Chicago Bears, the greatest football team of all time, and they are, but. Um, yeah, yeah, God, I'm, I might go watch that and, you know, work, work through some stuff afterwards. Let's pull it back in. Um, Dan, what's your favourite Denzel Washington film? Oh, I haven't I feel even like mentioned my favourite. It's, 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 it's training day. It is, it is a brilliant film. Like you see you see the film from Ethan Hawke's, Hawke's perspective and you, you're seeing the whole thing kind of unfold through, almost through his eyes. And you're seeing um, Denzel Washington's character, whose name escapes me now, 
Oh, it's oh god, what is it? That's going to bug me. Oh, Alonso. Alonso, yes. Um, him just kind of unfolding as he becomes more and more of a monster throughout the whole film. And it, it works because Denzel Washington... It works partially because up until that point, Denzel Washington hadn't really played anyone like that. So, like, as yeah. it starts unfolding, yeah. you're like, holy shit, what am I watching? And the fact that he kind of just knocks it out of the park just straight off the bat is is pretty unlikely. Um, and I think that it's one of those films that that if you'd have got someone else to play that role, it wouldn't have come close to being the 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 Oscar draw that it was in the end. It is a great film, but I think it's it's made a great film by the fact that Denzel Washington really sells it. And he really sells it yeah. like at the start that he's not that bad. And then like as it explodes, it just kind of really explodes into into just something truly, truly insane. Really, really it, good it film. It escalates. It really does, yeah. And I say you're you're kind of watching it from Ethan Hawke's eyes as this happens as well, not directly obviously, but it's, you are following yeah. him around pretty much. So it works really well, and I think that it's another one of those films that that you can tell you can measure the quality of it by how many films have tried to make to that recently and failed completely. It just doesn't. You can't just can't do it because you can't get the right people in, and it's almost lightning in a bowl. Yeah, really, really good film. I like that a lot. So yeah, there we go. Right, that's it. Denzel Washington. How do you feel, Steve? I feel like I feel like at Zen. Do you know what I mean? I feel very <laughs> relaxed. That's good. You got a lot going yeah. on tomorrow, by the sounds of things. So yeah. yes, so. yeah. It's been a, it's been, a stress, it's been a stressful couple of weeks, to say the least. Yeah. But it's all it's all going to be worth it tomorrow when I have that bottle of red wine. Yeah. The training day on. Looking, Put training day on, yeah. <laughs> and just, just relax. Yeah. And there's still a lot to do this weekend, but stays the foot tomorrow. Yeah. In two weeks, it's got the keys, and then tomorrow, first night. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Right, we're going to go. We're going to do something next week. We're going to do what, our What If review, but we'll also do something else as well. I don't, don't think we've decided yet. A few, few topics. Kind of want to do sports films now, I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> but... Um, We'll discuss that and we'll get back to you guys. Uh, we did have some actual people. Some actual their people. Are we not actual people? I mean, yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Uh, John McDonald, thank you for listening, by the way, says he's Denzel Films. Number five, The Book of Eli. No one, no one even mentioned that. Oh, yeah, shout out. But yeah. I didn't get a chance to rewatch that, but I thought that might have been in my top yeah. five. Yeah, if you, want, you wanted to do some honorable mentions, actually, Steve, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would have been yeah. on it. I'd, um, I had five on mine. I had um, remember the Titans. I got to call them Return of the Titans. Yeah? The sequel. Remember the Titans. Um, yeah, I, I really like the I really like the film The Bone Collector. Yeah. yeah. Um, that I, also I has a dreadful TV series as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the equal. I, I, I love the first Equalizer film. I really enjoy that. And also Flight. Yes, um, it's one of those sort of like people think. I think people seem to forget about the film Flight. Yeah. That was a, a film where again, we, I think it was nominated for an Oscar for that, I believe. Um, but it was, was. Just a, a perfect, yeah, a perfect performance from Denzel. Like he just, he just played that. You know how he kind of. I won't go into it, but yeah, I just thought it was a great film, and yeah, that was. Um, they were kind of my honourable mentions. So. Do you want any Terry? 
Uh, well, on top of the ones he said, I had a book of the other. Inside Man, I think, is a great film as well. That's a great I've film, forgotten yeah. about that. Rewatching yeah, that recently. That um, yeah, and then I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I remember really enjoying it when I first watched it. But Fallen, which is quite yeah. an old one, where it's like him almost battling the devil. Um, but I enjoyed that. I had uh, The Mancurian Candidate. Oh, yeah, I, I watched really that as that. well. Yeah. I didn't I didn't rewatch that, but I really like that. Uh, Courage Under Fire, which is a really really good film. Um, and uh, he got game. I remember enjoying that, but uh, once again, didn't rewatch that. Same with the Hurricane as well. Um, but that's about it. Taking a pen on one, two, three is good. Well, he's good in it. Yeah, Safe House <laughs> is also enjoyable <laughs> as well. Was that sorry? Safe House with Ryan Reynolds, that's enjoyable. Yeah. I don't think it's great, but it's an enjoyable film to watch. Yeah, once again, he is the best thing in that film by a, by a, a fair amount. Mm. So, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, so other people, they have John McDonald's is about to discuss. Book of Eli, number five. The Siege, number four. Man on, Fi- Man on Fire, number three. Training Day, number two. And then he says, by some way, remember the Titans, number one. Um... Baz Verbeek says, number seven, good Lord, uh, Inside Man, wow. six Man Under Fire, five Courage Under Fire, Man Under Fire, Man on Fire, right? And then Courage Under Fire. Um, four Training Day, three The Siege, two Philadelphia, and one Remember the Titans. It's worth mentioning that I know these people mostly through my NFL podcast. Really good. <laughs> um, <laughs> Phil Knuckles says, uh, so... Denzel is a bit of a blind spot for me, movie-wise. Just haven't seen that many, but he goes, number five, Book of Eli, four, American Gangster, three, Training Day, two, Unstoppable, one, Man on Fire. Uh, Alex Hale says, spot on list, I'd swap out Unstoppable for Malcolm X and up Book of Eli, and, and uh, that's what I'd do. Man on Fire is so epic. Great soundtrack and Christopher Walken at his best. So there we go. Do yeah. we think Denzel would ever do a comedy? He's never done one. I suppose much to do about nothing is very technically a comedy, isn't it? Like in Shakespearean terms, mm. that is a comedy. But um, like... I was thinking about like other actors. Obviously, Christian Bauer is now doing Love and Thunder, which you assume is going to be highly comedic. Yeah. And he's one he's... of the other actors that you think of. So Denzel was the last one to do like a, I mean, a comedy. Chris... Christian Bale's kind of already done comedy in American Psycho. Like... And he's, I guess he's Chain, yeah. Dick Cheney as well, whatever that was called. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and also Big Short, but he wasn't very funny in, in Big Short, was no. he? he was, yeah. He took that very seriously. Yeah. He took that very seriously, yeah. I don't know. Like, you can... Is he going to... I suppose the two questions are, is he going to do a comedy or and is he going to do a superhero film at some point? You imagine he's been approached for a lot of the Marvel roles. You'd have thought, wouldn't you? The weight he'd give to Wasn't, something. Yeah. Wasn't he approached for Magneto? Oh my god! Oh, I made that up. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me because around the time they made X Men as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would be. I don't know. Though. Don't again. Don't quote me on that. But I often see on IMDb that they show a photo of Denzel Magneto's helmet on. Oh my god, that would I, be I never, great. I, I never, I never seem to click on the article, mm. but um, because there's yeah. that one he's just done with Jared Leto that I'm really wanting to see as well. But I don't know if that's any good. Is that, is that uh, which one's that? The little things. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we've got that work. I keep meaning to. Oh, is it out work. now? Is it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. It does. No. And then looking on IMDb, he's, he's got a Macbeth 
come in. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah, which should be very one of the Cohen brothers are direct journalists on both. Have you got Charles Joel Dormand in it then? Yeah. Oh yeah, she's Lady Macbeth. Yeah, as I say, she's in it. Yeah. Well, that's got a good cast as well. Oh my god, it has got a good cast. Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, I'll watch pretty much all these people in anything. So. Yeah. And it is, yeah, it's just Joel Cohen, isn't it? So, yeah, just the one. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe that's a hint then. Maybe next week we should do top five Coen Brothers films. Line, line into one, that. Man, huh? Tough one. It is, yeah. Well, I think already one's going to be. Yeah, I think we're going to have a lot. I don't know if that would be my number one. <laughs> oh, no, it would, oh, it would definitely be, it would be. Oh, my kidding. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, I haven't got a top five, I've got a joint first for five films we could, <laughs> we could do top five films not named the big lebowski by the coen brothers and then talk about the big lebowski at the end and, yeah. uh, <laughs> might make it slightly easier just... we could just do a yeah. um big lebowski watch along spoiler special oh my god we could totally just watch the big lebowski and i'm, I'm up oh, for that I put my big Lebowski t-shirt. Yes. Yeah. So I'm we in. could we could do like a commentary track for the yeah. big Lebowski. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I'm up for that. <laughs> I love that film so much. Too sad, Dan. I'm, Dan, I'm, I almost commented on your tweet yeah. yesterday. You tweeted about a certain member of the certain big family getting <laughs> away with something, and and uh, I was I was going to comment. He, he he's a pederast. <laughs> but I couldn't figure out how to spell it properly, so I gave up. <laughs> you had to go door to door telling everyone with a pederast. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pedal up. I'm not even going to be So many good moments in that film yeah. as well. All right, let's, let's potentially do that. So, yeah, All we're right. going to wrap it up this week. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Terry. Yep. No worries. Nice. Thank you, Steve. My man. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next week if you want to contact us hit us up on twitter it's just at tmtoh or instagram at tmtoh and both of those have links to our discord where there's a lot of conversation going on about all kinds of stuff including the new marvel stuff including suicide squad including top five denzel films and i dare say next week including some big lebowski chat as well come join us on there um thank you for listening back very soon goodbye i'm waving don't know why bye bye, bye.